Blog Talk Radio. From the Geek Girls perspective, and I am the head hauntress. And while we still have an amazingly jam-packed show tonight, we kind of got shuffled, uh, like in the last minute. So things are a little bit different, but yes, it's still on, ladies and gentle witches. We have madness. We are go for the madness, but this is not going to be any normal madness. This is going to be a special edition of the madness and we'll talk about that in a few but first let me introduce my sexy witches tonight located in the pacific northwest my partner in crime across the a continent, and um, I'm not sure what they're doing right now, but I'm sure it's something to do with theater. Now that everything's reopened, we'll have them recap everything. So please welcome to the show my co-host and partner in and comrade in arms, Raven ja- uh, Raven Jasper Hot, the Enchantress of Nevermore. Welcome to the Sexy Witches. How you doing? Hey, um, I'm getting ready for 111 degree weather this weekend. Oh, that's 111. right. 111. What? Why? <laughs> oh my 
God. I um. Yeah. I have a song prepared for the end of the show just for that occasion, uh, just for you, because I know well, you're all about to get hot. So yeah. that is pop culture related too, because you know I, I'm cool like that. And this is a pop culture show after all. So Raven. What are you doing right now? Are you in theater again now that things are reopening and everyone's vaccinated? Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, I've done, I I did do one TV show, um, and I can give you the title and the episode, but that's all I can say about it. But this was, so, um, in September, there's going to be a pilot for a new show with Damon Wayans Jr. and Sarah Silverman, um, called Kill the Orange Face Bear, and uh, I got to do extra background work. It was for Warner Brothers' first production after COVID, so it's the first time they've filmed with COVID regulations in place, so this involved going on set every day and getting a COVID test before you can even get in the building. Um, things are always hurry up and wait with TV shows, but oh my gosh, when it's hurry up and wait, and also let's not give anyone COVID, it takes a really long time, so it was it was hard work, even though it probably won't won't look like it if they did their job right. <laughs> well, fantastic! Um, so I'm so yeah, glad. that'll be coming out soon. Awesome, awesome! Uh, I, I'm so glad to hear that. So, uh, hold the line, Raven, please, as I bring on my other yeah. sexy wife. So we'll be back with you in just a minute. Now, still on Perfect. the west coast, but a little bit farther south where it's actually a little bit cooler than up in the Pacific Northwest, but only just so, because it's the summer in L.A. Please welcome to the show the cuz himself, General Pigtails, the Orange County Warlock, (laughs) Aaron Kogan. Hello, you're on with the Sexy Witches again. How are you doing? Hello, I'm doing well. How are y'all? A little stress, but I'm working on that on more ways than one right now with my spiked coffee and a few other things I am partaking in. Right on, right on. So getting the anxiety down because I had a bit of a scare, Uh, ladies and gentlemen, is right before air where I got a note from Steve, the Wizard of Wandling, which loses his moniker. He's now just Steve Wandling. Um... He, uh, he he was supposed to he went on assignment for me to the Masters of Pain tournament at, um, in Charleston, Western Virginia, which is IWA's independent wrestling's biggest uh, tourney of the year, and it was supposed to be friggin' amazing. It was also his first time at a professional wrestling show, and so oh, I wow. was all excited. He was supposed to lead off, but then I got this really lengthy email about how not only is he quitting. He's quitting it all. He left the show. He, I, you know, it's longer than I want to read right now. But I said, you know, but still, it's not cool. So um, we still might have a recap of Master Pain later on in the segment, but um, it will be a different way. But for now, before Madness, I think we should talk about something equally as important to the world. Because this Sunday, it takes 
everyone's favorite uh, Back to the Future knockoff, Rick and Morty, it premieres <laughs> season five with a ten episode season, not these Mamby Pamby three to five season episode seasons. No, we get a full ten episode arc this for five, season five, and boy, was that a weird episode. And Aaron, you went to a pop-up also, right? A Rick and Morty pop-up nearby. Yeah, they they turned a Wendy's into a Morty's. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) I'll post some pics. Well, I guess, I don't know if I can actually. I'm still in Facebook jail. But anyway, uh, (laughs) it was fun. They had pickle smoothies. Um, They had two new flavors of soda. Uh, There was a lemon-lime uh, and then there was a berry Jerry, and it was all silliness. Um, you you could drive your car through uh, uh, Rick's mouth and then exit Morty's mouth, and uh, inside they had these huge LED screens showing basically the weirdest acid flashback Rick and Morty-inspired madness you've ever seen. And uh, it was with, with Morty as as Wendy, with the red pigtails and freckles, and <laughs> if that doesn't frighten you, I don't know what will. Um, <laughs> here, where where we watched uh, Rick and Morty, they had uh, a new commercial for Wendy's, with Rick and Morty trying to keep the commercialism out of the house, but they had to describe the items that Wendy's is now featuring, so they wouldn't attack them or something. I, I don't know, <laughs> but it was it was fun and silly. So let's talk about the episode itself, and I'm going to have Raven. Raven, why don't you do a, a, a spoiler light? Because I'm not going to say we can't spoil things, because this is a spoiler, spoiler-heavily show. I never try to yeah. hinder conversations, but, but it's only been out for a few days. So, you know, I like to give people a chance to catch up. So tell us where we left off and what happened this episode. So, um, actually, trying to remember exactly how things ended at the end of season four was a bit of a, a pickle, if you will, for me. Um, <laughs> when when season five started, I was like, is this a continuation of something I'm supposed to remember? Because I do not. However, um, there was something pretty impressive about how they started the whole thing off. And when you've been doing season after season, it's pretty easy to get formulaic about your humor and your writing. Um, But there were two pretty pivotal character um, changes within like the first 20 seconds that would never happen in any other season uh, for Morty. And setting up the episode with these two things uh, really just changed the whole premise of uh, what they're able to do with writing and where they're able to take the characters. And so I think it's a really solid start for what's next to come. It's it's not like they've departed heavily from what the show is or anything. It's just like um, there's been some major steps in character development. And I think that that's going to make things a lot different this season as far as dynamics go. And this episode took a little bit of a, of a, a shout out to the Venture Brothers because we actually get to meet um, Rick's nemesis in this episode. <laughs> and Aaron, yeah, yeah. Like, let's talk about him. He's kind of like this weird Aquaman. 
Oh my God, he is such a freaky character, Mister Nimbus. Mister uh, Nimbus arrives on this giant—I don't even know—like a South Florida beach Aquaman gay pride parade float. I—I I don't even know how to describe it, man. And he is just a weird ass character, um, but um, fun—a a, a weird fun character who apparently is, uh, if not pansexual, bisexual. And there's a little thing with <laughs> with uh, Morty's parents and Mr. Nimbus that, you know, keeping it spoiler light, I won't go into, but that's an interesting wrinkle they, they decided to throw in. And, uh, yeah, it, it was a, a pretty good episode, but... Like you said, it's a, it's a, it was a weird episode. Well, I mean, it's just getting started. I mean, they had a lot of yeah. catch-up to do. I mean, the last thing I think I remember us watching was they were on that train with all the storylines in season four. God, that was and a great episode. Hot, and, yeah, and then they kind of picked up where that left off in a weird way with this episode. And then we get to meet, like, Mr. Nimbus, and, and, and it's a very odd character, but I will have to give a shout-out to the octopus. He was hysterical. Um, <laughs> I, 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 there has been some hints that this season we're going to get to see the Mesix again, which I can't wait, because that's, like, one of my favorite episodes of all time. Uh, and uh, there's, there's a lot of things they're hinting at, but as we know, Rick and Morty can go any direction it wants, and really, yeah, there's the no safety hints net. that I'm excited for. I, I don't know if it's true or not, but the the big buzz is we're gonna go back to Evil Morty at some point. And well, the next me, episode is that's called the Morty overarching arc. Uh, oh, Evil Morty yeah. is my is my favorite like like subplot of the Rick and Mortys, and I do think yeah. that they need the, the the whole the whole city with the Rick and Mortys and all the different yeah. and all the different yeah. Mortys that hub up. You like know, if that the, was a spinoff show, I would watch that. <laughs> Exactly. It, it, it's kind it's of funny because you know, <laughs> Rick and Morty is is heavy on the multiverse kind of thing, and you know I'm watching yeah. Thor too, and Thor is like trying that that show is trying to keep things from being a multiverse, which is weird. Yeah, uh, Loki. So, yeah, Loki. I wanted to talk about Loki because I because oh. right now those are probably the two hottest commodities when it comes to pop mm-hmm. culture yep. right now. And, and they right. both yeah. have to do with multiverses, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. One is like one revels in it and uses it to to launch their stories in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> while I would say the other is trying to bring multiverse into a conventional understanding that the masses can digest. But you know, they've we've watched enough Rick and Morty. We can handle multiverses, Mister Marvel. <laughs> uh, so uh, anyway, but uh, anything to watch Tom Hilton though. Uh, right on for me. So anyway, <laughs> oh, we have a caller. I'm not sure who it is. It might be. Let's see. Oh no, that didn't work at all. Hold on. Technical difficulties. <laughs> Hello, you're on. With... <laughs> <laughs> you're on with the sexy witches. Six seven eight area code. Uh, technology hates me anyway. Hello, ah! the sexy witches. Yo yo. Hello, it's the welcome Nathan Hamilton, the son of Sally Lloyd. He's our um. Well, I guess you're now going to be our panelist tonight because I lost the sexy witch. <laughs> the, the sexy I guess witch. so, and I was really, 
I was really hoping I could figure out some way to make a segue there because you guys were talking about multiverses and the Marvel Universe okay. is leading to the multiverse of madness. So I was, ah, I guess oh. make that segue work. Yeah, okay. you've, been, you've been doing your homework. <laughs> if it would help, he could call you Steve, too. No, What's don't call not? him Steve, too. All right, let's not do that. Let's go with me. No, so he does need a – now that he's a – first base on Hamilton. <laughs> he's now officially on the um, the Sexy Witch thread, so that means he needs a moniker. So even though he has many, oh. and I mean, I've oh, given him many, yeah. he has many. The I two that have the one he, but, uh, but he needs a, he needs a Sexy Witch name. We haven't actually given one. Right now he's been going as the voice of violence because he's been announcing and calling – Independent death matches of how many promotions now, Nathan? Oh God, um, seven, I think. Seven promotions. Six, seven. Nice. Something like that. Well, so if, if you want to make it alliterative, you you can always go with necromancer because, as Doctor Orpheus oh. said, it's really used more generically because you know instead of wizard or anything like that. So if it's good enough for Doctor Orpheus. You could go with Necromancer if you like. Nathan the Necromancer mm-hmm. Hamilton? Yeah. That sounds like a wrestling name. Necro Nathan? I got it. Necro Nathan. That's definitely a wrestling <laughs> name. Necro Nathan. Oh, my God. Please welcome to the show, Necro Nathan. Maybe. I kind of dig Nailed it. A couple levels. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, I, I'm not fully 100% committed to that, but I think we that we we can it's work a, on that. So we'll, we'll, it's we'll, a good we'll, placeholder at the very least. We'll yeah, we can shop right. it later. Well, welcome to the <laughs> no show, Mister Necro Nathan. And uh, um, you just <laughs> came off calling a match over the weekend, which we previewed on the show a couple weeks back with Dan. So, uh, uh, oh, you, you remember Dan, right? <laughs> Nathan. Oh, I remember Dan. Dan. <laughs> What's Dan's last name? Why am I blanking on it? Oh, my God. The Wilson, Reverend Dan. Dan the Dragon Wilson. Yes, Dan the Dragon Wilson. Um, so that death match <laughs> that you was previewing actually happened with the Bob Dwyer. How was it? It was excellent. We actually uh, – we did the – the Bob Dwyer match was supposed to be the main event, but we decided to do it first because I don't know if you've ever strung up barbed wire on a wrestling ring. It takes a while. And that would have been a long intermission. Or we could just throw it up there and have two 300-pound dudes throw each other into it, and it'll break, and that'll, they'll, the bad things will happen. So we did that one first, got the crowd all riled up for that one. That was between Tank and Insane Lane, who are two of the OGs of Southern Ultraviolence. They, both, they were some of the ones that started the scene down here. They, like, they are both veterans of over 20 deathmatch tournaments, which I don't know how they're still alive, but... That was great. And then we had a barefoot death match between Tyler Graves and Sarah which was amazing. And I love Sarah. She had, she's amazing, by the way. She's like I said, it was a it was a barefoot thumb it was a barefoot thumbtacks, cacti, Legos. There was a garden weasel busted out at one point. Like it was crazy. And, and, and like they I said, do that them? is a woman who that is a woman who knows her place, barefoot and in the ring. <laughs> Put a ring on it. <laughs> She's nice. a total badass. Yeah, I've seen is, her. I saw her badass in person. And, and, and yeah, she, but that was, that was an amazing show. 
she has this uh, thing she likes to do, which makes me love her even more. Uh, her and Raven, when I saw them in Chattanooga, um, Nathan gave them some syringes. And so they did soft palate. They, they put them in their soft palates of their, of their cheeks and of their jaws. And then they would swirl them with their tongues and make them spin around. And everyone scatters because, you know, you just watch 300-pound people, like, hit each other with clubs and shit. That's fine. A syringe in a right. soft palate? No, people can't Too have that. <laughs> Too much. Oh, she won, she won this match. By she, she basically got him down in an Indian death lock and stuck a syringe in his heel and twisted it until he tapped out. Uh, oh, my uh, God. God. Damn. <laughs> Gross yeah. touch. Well, that sounds like fun. She's brutal. Brutal. <laughs> I know, and I I'm actually taking my daughter to see one of these things. I can't believe I'm doing that. But something anyway. else I saw. Over <laughs> something else I saw. Um, I watched a movie that listeners of this show may be familiar with called The Stylist. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've heard so of that somewhere. <laughs> you haven't given me my review, a review yet. So what did you think? Be honest. I can handle it. Uh, uh, visually, like – that movie looks like it costs – I have no idea what the budget was, but it looks like it costs way more than that. It is beautiful. Like, I think I me- messaged you – I don't normally notice this one thing unless it's really good or really bad, but the lighting design is what, like, really got me and, again, the colors in it. And what is the lead mm. actress's name? I cannot remember. The one from Contractor. I mean, Bria Grant? Yes. Or- she was outstanding. Rhea Grant is having this renaissance right now. She's got, like, four films out this year. Um, and absolutely, like, Rhea Grant is by far, I think, I've, I just watched um, 12 Past Midnight, which is a monster movie that she's in, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. this week. So, um, and I haven't seen a, a single movie of hers that I haven't at least thought was interesting. Uh, she also directs, too. Um, twelve was it a twelve-hour shift with Angela Bettis? Is that that movie is amazing, Nathan? I've recommended it to you before. It's not horror; it's mm-hmm. horror adjacent. But it's 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 yeah. Check that one out if you haven't done that yet. And I'm recommending that to anybody, including my sexy witches. That movie rocked. So mm. um, you you I, kept you kept telling me to, to, that for um, the stylist. You're like, wait until you have time to, like, sit down and watch it. You're not tired or something because it's a slow movie. And you're right. It's a slow movie. But I never got bored at any point at all. The only thing I didn't really like is there are segments of people texting back and forth where the text shows up on the screen and all, which which makes total sense because that's how people communicate now. And Mm -hmm. I I totally get why they did that. It, it, It just didn't. Strike me as particularly cinematic, and I didn't really like that particular choice. But like I said, that's a that's not a fault against the movie. That's just a personal choice type thing. But mm-hmm. overall, I thought the movie was excellent. Good and, job, Jill. And his Jill Gavar Garrett. Let's see if I can say it this time. Yeah. Ready? Here we go. No, <laughs> Gavar Gizian. <gasps> did you hear it? I did it! Yay! You did it. Gavar Gizian. Gavar Gizian. Gavar Gizian. Hey. <laughs> I hope she heard that. <laughs> I said it four times. Just keep in a row that recorded so you can do it playback when you need it. 
Oh, I you know. Absolutely. Remember. I'm going to whip out my audacity and record that shit right now. Um, <laughs> so, yes. She did. I was like something Amazing I'd order job. in a Lebanese I, restaurant. It's still mm. six, though. Honestly, I always knew she had it in her. That's why I decided to go for broke and really back her film and not just give her a few bucks through a Kickstarter. Uh, you know, um, and it's, I think, like, it's doing better than anybody could possibly imagine. <laughs> I really, it's amazing. What, um, and it's on Amazon Prime now. No excuses. You can watch it. Watch it. Buy it. Watch it many times uh-huh. over and over and over again. Play it in the background while you're doing dishes. I don't think I haven't done that. Um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, I also, and I haven't posted a picture of it yet, but I have a poster that um, that was a special edition poster that came with it. Um, and it, it's actually the stylist poster, but it looks like the Maniac poster from the 80s. Oh, sweet. So. Yeah, so I'll have to post a photo of it. It's pretty sweet. My uh, favorite movie poster of all time is that Maniac yeah. posters. I want to see that. So good. Yeah, yeah. Well, you you will see it tomorrow. Um, I'm not Absolutely. showing it to you now. So anyway, <laughs> he's gonna fly out to see me tomorrow. Yay! <laughs> Nathan's yep, coming to visit me. Going to me. I usually go to Atlanta. He's coming here. To Maryland. Oh my God. The weather's going to be amazing, but we'll talk about that later on in the show because we're on road trips. One, one, one more quick note about that. Something came up today on my Facebook memories from five years ago. And it's a, it's a Days of the Dead Indianapolis to do list. <laughs> number one was watch badass independent horror flicks. And number two is a list of people I needed to hug. And it says Brian Williams, Ellie Church, Scott Shermer. Jill G E R crossed out six. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even going to. And number three was kick Stephen yeah. Byro in the ball. But well, yeah, I think it's always in, the third like, no, thing to trying. do is to kick Stephen Byro in the balls. I mean, seriously. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that does almost don't even have to put that on to do list because it's like, it's like Brad getting drunk and not remembering like the first hour of the show. It's just something that's going to happen. So, yeah. yeah. So it's all good. Uh, though um, I am going to another horror convention. I'm coming in September. Uh, Monster Mania here in Maryland announced Joe Bob Briggs and Robert England. So I oh, haven't nice. been one of those people yet in a convention. And uh, oh my God, though, New Jersey, though, the Monster Mania just announced someone I've always wanted to meet. It's their very first con appearance. They announced that today. It was Thora Birch. I fucking love Thora oh, Birch. And, and, and she's now starting the convention circuit. I'm hoping they, they haven't announced her for Maryland yet. Fingers crossed. I really, really want to meet Thora Birch. I mean, not just because of Pocus Pocus. I absolutely love that girl. I mean, Ghost World and, and American Beauty. I mean, come on. You know, she's a badass. Hocus Total badass. Pocus. Well, I said what? Hocus Pocus. I did. Oh, sorry. So, but but that's that. okay. Sorry. No, but you're Disney Files. That's all you ever think about is Disney Right? Files, so, and yeah. now we get a Hocus Pocus too. I know. I like have mixed feelings about it, but everything that uh, I've been reading, the pedigree is there. So who knows? We'll see. I Open-minded. do wish they'd gotten Mick Garris on board. Aw. Well, but he's not, I don't want to diss on Mick Garris because I love him to death. But, you know, 
There are plenty of writers out there. That's all I'm going to say. Sure. Because uh, <laughs> so, uh, I absolutely adore the screenplay to the first Hocus Pocus movie. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely do. Um, so, okay. So where were we? Oh, it's 930. <gasps> Ooh, we killed a half an hour. We ki- officially, yeah, everyone Just give us to a watch load. it die. It died. Oh, it's dead, <laughs> uh, I'm dead, too. It's tall. I, <laughs> the same I am so one. happy, though, of, you know, because the other morning I woke up and I literally got on the phone and said, Nathan, I figured out how to do the message. <laughs> but, like, I, it was, like, 6 in the morning, I think I, I left the message. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. yep, he, he like, wasn't old. I woke up and I'm like, how on earth is she this energetic and this early in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> and it has to do with the madness. Of course she is. Of course. Yeah. She's got, the madness has gripped her. Yes, the madness. And this year is going to be an ultimate showdown, motherfucker. Old Godzilla was hopping around. Tokyo City like a big playground when suddenly Batman burst from the shade and hit Godzilla with a bat grenade. Godzilla got pissed and began to attack, but didn't expect to be blocked by Shaq. He proceeded to open up a can of Shaq too when Aaron Carter came out of the blue and he started beating up Shaquille O'Neal. Then they both got flattened by the Batmobile, but before we could make it back to the Batcave, Abraham Lincoln popped out of his grave and took an AK-47 out from under his hat and blew Batman away with a rat that tat but he ran out of bullets and he ran away because off of his showdown of the madness motherfucker that is lemon demon which actually i played them on the show a couple of times before because usually this is my theme song for the san diego comic-con episodes aaron so um yeah. lemon lemon demon are from boston massachusetts um they were started by a comedy troupe and then now they are probably one of my favorite geek rock musicians today um this is their best song ultimate showdown and it's going to be the mascot song of the madness this year and I'm going to go ahead and just give you the title of Madness right now because this is no ordinary madness, ladies and gentlemen, which is no, not at all. This is actually a whole different way of approaching madness. So let's get into it. This year, drum roll, the madness title drum, drum, for this drum, year drum. is The Madness <laughs> Battles to the Death. <gasps> that is the name of the madness this year. First of all, I'm going to give you everyone get ready to either jump for joy or sit down. You're going to need to be ready because guess what you don't have to do this year? There are um, no summaries this year, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, which is you what, don't what, what? have to write down essays this year. This is not that kind of madness, okay? So for years, for 13, in fact, a group of people on Facebook would get together and battle in teams and cram as many of horror films of a certain theme impossible as they could into their eyeballs. They would write a brief summary on Sundays, turn it in, and their judges on their team would score them for points. And whoever had the most points of the team wins, and whoever has the most points overall wins. Uh, this year, 
see, it's always been about quantity, not quality. We're going to flip this on it, on its lid this year. And this year, it's going to be quality over quantity. So the point system is going to be lower. There's not going to be not as many points given out this year, but we have been doing this now for 13 years. Let's see what our knowledge can do. We are going to battle each other. There's only going to be two teams this year. I'm in charge of one of the teams. Raven is in charge of the other. I've already got a what? team name okay. for me. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. No. <laughs> no. But he, she, she's already agreed to do it. I, I, I also, like, told I Raven. I, I like, like, Ray, like for Nathan, was, I woke Nathan up, and then I wrote to Raven, because I knew she was asleep, and then she'd wake up and see it. So that was, you know, yep. exactly what happened. So, so we're going to have two teams, but they're going to be two teams of 16, so a 32-team bracket. Um, so, so I'm going to have 16 people on my team. There's going to be 16 people on her, on their team. And then we're going to also have four of those slots are going to be invitational. So we are going to invite some people to be on the brackets, like seated in. And then we're going to have two team captains who will represent us on the brackets. So my team captain happened to call in. Mr. Nathan Hamilton, would you be the pleasure of being my captain for this battle, Heavy Madness? Absolutely, and no one stands a chance against us. All right. <laughs> now, Raven, we have a problem here. Oh, shit. Do we? Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, we do. Look because at that. Who, who are you going to invite to be your captain? Is not here. I was going to ask my good friend Pete Cemetery, a.k.a. Steve Wanling, stripped of the moniker, and now I have nobody to ask, and I'm all alone, and I'm going to lose. You're not going to lose. Well, anyway, you can think about your team captain. You have two months still, so there's plenty of time, even though we should – the team captain is going to represent us in, on the bracket. So that's the film. Uh, the film that they they bring is the one that's going to represent us directly. So, um, and and we'll talk about that and how that works in a minute. Uh, so, so two teams, sixteen. My team name is going to be Team Katano, and the reason why it's Team Katano because our mascot film this year is drumroll. Battle Royale from 2000. Yes, folks. Right. Okay. The film itself about the cute teenage girls making uh, poison each other, shooting each other, their heads exploding. Uh, you know, one of the most wonderful Japanese satire films of all time. And that's actually it's what our amazing. theme is going to be this year. Our theme is going to be battle horror and action horror. So a lot of things like Anything right Re, 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 Re has done, pretty much. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, kaiju films, battle royale, uh, dystopian futures with games where people are are forced to fight to the death. Um, you also have games where the people are being hunted. Uh, turkey shoot would be an excellent example of both of those subgenres. Um, what else did we talk about, Nathan? What other kind of films that are going to be accepted this year? Pretty much anything where there is a 
not not necessarily so much any kind of fighting because like you know that could be slashers or anything, but there is a a set fight, an action piece. So I, yes, I would accept exactly. they live in this case because there is a nine minute right. very famous fight in that movie. Um, mm-hmm. And and you don't, and you, if you're not sure if a film is going to fit the bracket, you can ask myself or Raven or any of the team captains, and we can definitely we are the panel that will accept or or reject films on the bracket. So what is the bracket? Okay, are we ready for this? Each instead of us all having a large list of movies we're going to try to cram in in October, we're going to pick one film. Every every madness maniac on the bracket will bring a film of that type of movie onto the bracket and I and the two teams will battle until there's only one left. So, the first bracket will be Raven's one of Raven's team members has a film and then I have a film. Uh, we post that film and the, here's the trick. I'm not going to tell you which which film which bracket the film is from. So you won't know what team the film is actually from. The only people that will know which team the film is on will be myself, Raven, and maybe if the person recognizes their own film, they're going to go, hey, I, that's my own film. I don't want people voting for their own team. I want them to vote for their favorite film. So there'll be two film, films will go head-to-head. Battle Royale is going to be exempt from the brackets and is our mascot film, but um, and we'll get to the point system. There is a point system this year, folks. Um, uh, there, uh, you'll get to watch that film at least any time during the madness and get points for it. Um, so we have two. You want to recap for me, Raven, so I can get back to where I was? <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> I can. <laughs> so, so far we've got, um, we're doing action-y, bracket-y premise. This is kind of like taking our, our March Madness we used to do uh, to vote for an ultimate film and turning that into a month-long game rather than uh, using it as a piece to inform our madness. Like, it is the madness. Is that right? Is. Am I right? Yeah, that would be pretty much it. That's exactly right. So you won't okay. know who, which, which team the film is on until after the winner. And then I will definitely say gotcha. who battled yeah. and everything. There are points involved with this bracket. Every time you win, of course, you get points. Every time you move on. Whoever has the most, so there's two winners this year. The winner of the bracket and the po- overall points winner, as usual. So. We're not going to be cramming films like we would other madnesses. You're only allowed to watch certain films. We're flipping it completely. You're only allowed to watch certain films during certain times. So the films that are up for the vote, if you um, watch those films and then claim it on the comments, and we'll all write the rules out and everything as usual. You'll be able to figure all this out. It won't. It actually, it's going to be an easier rule write than what I normally do. Um, so, yeah, I know. The rules are always complicated. Um, you know, because I'm not having to fight the genres this year, and there's no bonus points this year, even though I love writing the bonus points. It's, like, my favorite thing to do is to figure out, like, the tropes of, of subgenres. But there will be certain tropes that will get you accepted into the bracket. Um, but the two films that are going ahead at each other, you can watch those films while they're live and get points for it. Um, you 
we're still going to accept dark rides and drive-in bonuses. So if you go see a horror film in a drive-in theater, you get bonus points for that. I mean, you get points for that. Uh, if you do an outside event and attend dark rides and walkthroughs, as usual, I'm going to give bonuses for that. So the more active you are during the month of October on the bracket, voting, you get points, too. If you vote, you'll get points. The more active you get, the more points you get. So the more, our most Halloween hardcore horror geeks that do everything, go to walkthroughs, watch movies, more walkthroughs, more movies, you'll get a lot of points. Outside events, horror conventions, uh, we'll still have personal challenges. So all that stuff is still there. The, the act is the actual central game that's changed and we're telling we're doing a versus type bracket instead of a um a kind of it's always been kind of a battle for to yourself how many movies you can get in this time you're really truly battling your other maniacs and it'll be interesting to see who uh ends up supreme and um so the only film that's exempt from the bracket is going to be battle royale from 2000 that means the sequel is still in play if you wanted to use that you could um, and I, but I do have the right, and so does Raven, to excise, the, to curate the bracket before we go live. So what would, why would I ask you to change your movie if you want to really felt passionate about a movie and ask you to change it? I am going to uh, request as the Hauntress, I am the Benevolent Overlord license to change it or ask you to change it. I'm always very fair about making people change their movies. Um, if there's too many films from one franchise in the bracket, I might take that out. Um, if, it, if the pairing doesn't work, like it's just gonna clobber the other film. Like like Jaws. Like I didn't want to. I was worried about putting Jaws in the bracket last year for our theme tournament, um, but I did anyways, and it did exactly what I thought it was gonna do. It just dominated everything. I should have just pulled yeah. it because <laughs> it really did. But at the same time, I think binging shark movies last year was probably the best thing we could have done during COVID because everyone was happy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> We were all very happy about our, our, our shark movies. This year, and, and there's Kaiju. Kaiju will still count because those are all action-y pictures. Uh, I just saw Willie's Wonderland last night, uh, and nice. it's an action picture. It counts. Pretty much anything with Nick Cage is going to count. Um, let's see. Conan the Barbarian. I am going to accept some fantasy and dystopian futures. Um, so a, a movie like Children of Man, which is basically an hour and a half action movie or equilibrium they would count those are action films even a horrible film like ultra violent would count um fifth element would count i mean there's a lot of films so we're not going to go strict strict horror but it does have to have genre elements and action to go with it and darker in so i want it to be darker so i don't want it to be like you know happy go lucky action picture no this is not fast furious that would not be accepted. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, not unless they do the Jurassic Park one that, that Jason Tross wants to direct. He wants to take Jurassic Park and mix it with Fast Furious and call it, was it Furious Park or Jurassic Furious? Oh, or, yeah. Really? So, yes, he does. He, he, he loves, the Fast Furious franchise is Jason Tross's favorite franchise, actually. <laughs> You know, I, eh. I have yet to see one, so I can't say anything. 
Well, it depends. It most the the, the 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 car chases are pretty good in those movies, even though they're kind of stupid. <laughs> so, <laughs> but anyway, uh, so you know, I'm trying to think of other good examples. I would accept the Hunger Games, obviously. I mean, dystopian sure. future, people hunting to the death. But I wouldn't want all three movies in the bracket. You know, there's just too many of the same movies. So I'd probably cut it to Catching Fire because that's the best of the three and the best book. I'm sorry, it is just my opinion, but not no, it's actual, the truth. Not actual versus movies like Jason versus Freddy or Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. Absolutely. Like and to not leave out nice. Sean, the king of the loopholes in this whole thing, um, I'm going to list things that count for points. During the madness, he's gonna watch and, Kramer versus Kramer. You know that. Yes, I know. I know. Trust me. But I was trying to think what well, we are gonna have a, the third. We are gonna have a, a, a two watch parties. One during the warm up. I'm gonna, we're gonna watch the stylist, and then uh, and the point system, by the way, starts in the warm up. So you can get points immediately. I am going to do one trivial bonus points in the second week of the warm-up before the actual start date of the of the brackets because we'll need that, Raven, we're going to need that two weeks to get the bracket ready. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, so um, the actual start of the madness, the first, the first vote will go live on Friday, February, I mean, October 1st, which is perfect. And I'm not going right to give. Uh, and I will. I'm not going to give when I post the movie. I will probably put in the thread. Heads up, a new vote's going live within the next hour or two, and then I post it. Uh, but as long as it's pinned up to the top of the madness page, you can vote on it. One vote per per bracket. But as long as it's there, so as long as I have it up, you can vote. Once it's no longer pinned to the top. And I will usually comment closed. You, it, the vote is over, and we've moved on. Uh, the each bracket will be worth more points. The last, and we also are going to do, like I said, we're going to do our watch party. Um, we'll, to be determined, our three film watch party, which is always a great time. And we are going to have a binge uh, watch on the three third week challenge. Uh, and I have decided on two franchises, and I think I've got the third one in mind. But uh, one's going to be Saw. You have to binge the Saw franchise. Oh, I did that. <laughs> We've done that before on the show, but yeah, I'm gonna yeah. Pair, I'm going to pair it with Cube, and then I had one other, which I. Uh, the cube franchise is totally going to fit into the madness this year. Um, and yeah. then, the, and uh, what is, I had a third, I knew what the third one was, but I can't think of it at the moment. I'll come back to it. Uh, but I know I'm going to have you, you have to binge all three franchises in a week to complete this. <laughs> so yeah, Saw that, was is hard. Now, that was a hard one for me. Saw is 10 movies now. Cube is oh four yeah. movies? I think Three so. Movies? Yeah, it is four movies now. Um, I think it's four. The third one. I, you see, this is when I don't write my notes down and I don't remember what the third franchise was, <laughs> but I, I guarantee you it was, oh, I know exactly what it is. The Purge. So, oh, okay. So, hey, yeah. yeah, it I makes so much sense there. when I hear it. <laughs> yeah, so, so the, those movies, so The Purge saw and now I can't remember. <laughs> Cube 
If you can binge all of those yeah. films in one week, there'll be a special uh, special points uh, awarded. So that'll be a lot of fun. I thought I, I haven't even told Raven that one yet. So what do you think? Yeah. I think it's a good idea, right? That's cool. That, and yeah, I want to throw a cube in there because it's like, hey, it's got the trap thing happening too, but it's but Holy smarter. Cat. It's way yeah. smarter than 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 the Saw movies. <laughs> so, yeah. Actually, I really shouldn't diss on the Saw movies because I actually have only seen one of them. Uh, so I've seen the first one, and that is it. Um, Did and you? I, oh. I've tried. I watched all the Hellraiser <laughs> movies. Now wait a minute. Wait a minute. If I recall from once upon a every freaking year, the head hunter says something to the effect of I wouldn't challenge anyone to do anything that I won't do myself. This is the yeah. second time you're challenging the saw challenge and you haven't done it yet. Okay. Ma'am. First of all, uh, <laughs> I actually did try to binge the saw movies last year and only got one of the saw movies in. And it was the one I'd already seen, the first one. Uh, So I actually did try to get it in. Uh And I got all the Hellraiser movies in. Uh, Oh, yeah, uh, that's right. That's right. That was that year. Yeah, that year was it was a double challenge. You had to do all the movies and the Hellraiser movies. Uh, So I did honestly try. But you are right. And I actually am going to try to do it this year. Um, I'm going to, you know, so I am going to try to do my own challenge, especially since I won't have to, you see, part of the reason why I never get to it is because I have up to my eyeballs and summaries. Guess what? I don't Mm -hmm. have to do summaries this year. Even even the Huntress needs to take a break, even though she loves reading everyone's summaries. You know, the, the reactions to what people are watching, it can be glorious. Last year, Everyone's review of Tanya's Island was my favorite thing. Oh my god, everyone! Oh my god, I love reading it. Richard's still mad at me to this day for making him watch that. <laughs> he he he's been mad at me ever since. So you know, but I, I, I like it, he yeah. You have to know this movie exists. I'm sorry, it, it's like it one of those kind of films. You just if you don't know it exists. You, you know, you're probably for the better, but honestly, you need to know this movie happened. <laughs> so, yeah, that's good. So, so, and there will be weekly specials as well. So once a week, I will post a special film to get some extra points so you can watch. So there will be, there will be, like I said, it's going to be much more targeted what movies I have live that count for points. Um, but that's because we have very large teams this year between two 16 round uh, 16 teams and just so you know if you lose bracket doesn't mean you're out of the madness it just means you're out of the bracket you can still be an active person still claim points still be part of the madness and still possibly even win it even if you were out knocked out in the first round so uh you know it, it's about how much you want to do for the month of october how much halloween can you handle so so that's that is a my lot. idea. There's a lot of details I still have to work out. Uh, one of the things is going to be a list of movies that are accepted, and one of the uh, and I'm going to write in loopholes on purpose, uh, like films with verses in the title, for example. Uh, but I would not recommend putting Kramer versus Kramer in the bracket. Matter of fact, that actually is something I would probably excise. <laughs> I, I want the bracket to be uh, as pure awesome. as possible uh, to the subgenre we are exploring. <laughs> So 
I don't want to screenshot that, though. Then you can kick it out. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, oh, another thing that might happen, like, if there there was, like, like, we got, what, 16, we got 16 brackets, right? And let's just say 20 of the films are kaiju, I would probably pare that down a little. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, there there is reasons why I would edit the bracket a little bit. But that will all happen before, that will happen in the two weeks before the official start. Uh, So that's what that two weeks are for. Uh, And that's it. That's my idea. What do you think, guys? Welcome to the night. I'm excited. I'm ready to start now. Sweet. So we have to get a captain for you. I, I yes, and I do have a team name, by the way. Oh, you do. Yes. Um. So, taking into account our theme, uh, I thought it would be appropriate to be Team Velvet Elvis, named after the 2012 <laughs> Amazon Studio film in which a black Elvis impersonator must put down his guitar and pick up his gun to become a demon fighter. Uh, so I think that kind of um, uh, balances out what you have to offer with your team mm-hmm. name. I usually try to get some absurdism somewhere. I think we've got it. I think we've got it. How the hell am I not? I don't know. What's your problem? It's on YouTube. That sounds <laughs> amazing. a couple hours. <laughs> yeah, great. I, I will post the list of what kind of movies will be accepted before the warm-up. Um, that part of the rules. That will go up live before I read them on the air. Um, do our annual. And by the way, I already know who I'm going to invite as a special guest for that episode. And mm-hmm. I, 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 it's a director I know. And he, he's made a Hunting Humans movie. Uh, so I, I, I absolutely want to get him on the show. I've been meaning to anyway. Uh, so, uh, I, I can't wait because, because I won't need to do, I won't need the whole two hours to read the long, the read the rules, but they won't be that long. Um, <laughs> but I cannot wait to like, like do this. This is going to be so much fun. And it's going to be interesting what people come up with as their favorite mm-hmm. film in this subgenre. Uh, yeah, because, you know, we have to be careful. We don't, there's a lot of fights in movies, and Nathan's right, like, you know, slasher movies, zombie pictures. But we all know what we're looking for here. We're looking for a film that's an action set piece, uh, either as, yeah. as, as a centralized thing or, or action all the way through. Uh, Drive Angry would be a really good example of something like that, mm-hmm. because that movie is action and horror all the way through. Evil, I would accept Evil Dead 2 actually as well because that that is that plays out like an action picture for most of the movie uh you know pretty much ash ash versus evil dead tv will also be accepted if you want to put in a tv show um instead of a film for your your bracket i would allow it Mm -hmm. i would ask you to focus on your favorite episode um you know it just but you really don't have to do that either. But I would, I want, you know, because like I said, I've never said don't watch television during the madness. We've always included television as well. Um, but I always stick to movies for the actual fight. Um, so I'm pretty excited. Um, I don't know what our, my my film that's going to be in the bracket is. Nathan and I have to confer on that one because it can't be Battle Royale, even though I am Katano, who, by the way, um, Katano 
is a great person to look up um, his his repertoire because he's got nothing but uh, Battle Royale movies and Sadiachi, The Blind Warrior, and a bunch of great films like that. So I, I highly recommend anything he's starred or directed in. Um, but he also, Team Katano is his name in Battle Royale, by the way. Uh, <laughs> so uh, he, 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 he's the teacher in the movie that picks the class that goes into the island. Anything with mm-hmm. an island where people are forced to battle to the death, pretty much anything with a professional wrestler in it, I would, you could use in the bracket. Uh, it, it's going to be a, a kind of amazing what people come up with. Um, I don't, like I said, I wouldn't, like Night of the Living Dead, I would not consider an action picture. Um, it, it, there might be some that are, like Return of the Living Dead 3. For example, I would consider an action picture. Uh, but, you know, this is all subjective. But that's why we have two captains and two judges uh, to make those determinations because I uh, might get outvoted. Uh, but, you know, if it's a horror film and you know it's a horror film or it has devils and demons and things like that, all those things that we like, and there's lots of guns. Guns Akimbo would be a good example of a, of a mm-hmm. horror action picture. Uh, you know, there, there is, they're out there and they're a lot of fun. And I think after COVID, we should have a fun one. Psycho Gorman would count during this. And actually, I was actually thinking about Psycho Gorman maybe being my entry. Um, but it might not be my entry because one, I'm actually giving one of my full invitational slots with permission of Raven to my evil genius. Oh, yes, of course. She wants she wants to put a film in. Right. Yeah. And oh I let her watch Psycho Gorman with me the other night. I have never seen her laugh as hard at a movie in my life. <laughs> <laughs> she was laughing and laughing and she just couldn't stop. I go, Do you wanna be her friend? And she goes, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and at the end of it when she starts singing, she's like, I don't know how I feel about this movie. She's just freaking out during the whole thing. So I, I, I love watching Lily watch horror films like that. The evil genius is like, you know, when, when a film hit, when a horror film hits, like, and you, you forget, like you, you get jaded. And, you know, we're old people and we get all jaded. Oh, we've seen this all before. The evil genius hasn't. <laughs> this is all new. So it's fun remembering what it's like to, to be that age and be just get the bejesus scared out of you. It's great. So I'm excited. And um, I took her to see Creepshow, and she loved that too. And Halloween Horror Nights announced the Creepshow walk show through at their event. So the Evil Venus and I are actually talking about going down to Halloween Horror Nights this year We've in Orlando because cool. I've never done oh, it. Wow. So. Um, I think that would be awesome. And uh, she can handle her shit and walk through now. I'm not that worried. I took her through Penhurst Asylum up here. And if she could do that, she can do any walkthrough. So, I'm kidding. Yeah. So, well, it's 10 o'clock. We got through the madness. I'm pretty excited. How about you? I am ready. Yeah. Like, let's do the group watch right now. For we time. have to. <laughs> We're really gonna have to pick our films for that one. Like, yeah, I'm excited. That's that's my favorite part of prepping is <coughs> discussing the group watches with you. <laughs> that's the best because I like picturing like 
What what has the best cavernous pauses for smart-ass remarks, yet also still has pacing that you can follow? You know, like, it's a fine balance. It really is an art to finding a, a good group watch movie, and I like figuring that out with you. And and we ha- we've always had good ones, and I really – and it's funny because we do it as a, a group Facebook event page, and then we post it as a common thread, which I still like doing more than – I last year I tried it with, with the video, and it kind of works with the video um, screens. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I still – I like the comments more because you get to see people's gifts and then their responses, and it's just hysterical. Uh, so it's yeah. fun, re- and and I can read and watch at the same time, which is you know, which when you're on camera, yeah. it's kind of distracting. I end up watching myself more than I watch the TV. When I'm video chatting with Nathan, I'm always aware of of camera placement, like always. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, and one more thing that's happening during the madness, and I, I the dates aren't official yet, though it is gonna sounds like it's gonna happen during while the madness is happening. Um, the FP Fest, too. So the FP yeah. has got a fan fest online. And guess what, Aaron? Guess what movie is going to premiere on that um, during the FP Fest? Crazy. Yep. Yep. We're, Escape from Baco is done. It's in the can. It's at, it's at lock. And we will have a film release this fall. So... You know, it so may cool. not be the premiere I wanted, but it's definitely the premiere I deserve. And maybe in a year from now, when the fourth film comes out, we'll get to walk the the carpet at Fantastic Fest, like all of us <laughs> always wanted to do. So, but the stylist, I got the stylist going on right now, and watching Jill just get all famous and sports cars and shit is kind of amazing. So, <laughs> you know, it, it's cool. So I I got. I got a lot of fun things on my plate. And um, speaking of fun things, um, before I go into what I'm about to do, um, do you have any, we'll start with Aaron. Do you have any upcoming fun, geeky things you're looking forward to this summer? Oh, my God. So many. I don't even know where to start. Um, I'm trying to get ready for Comic-Con at home, which is coming up next month um, already. So many of the uh, the vendors that are normally there are announcing their exclusives. So, you know me and my collecting bug. I've got to check out each vendor and see if there's an action figure or something that I need from them. Uh, I've been dying to get over to New Beverly Cinema. Uh, Quentin Tarantino's movie theater has opened up, but uh, it's just been selling out left, right, and center. Um, he's got... An event coming up, I want to say, a week from this Friday uh, at night where he's got his uh, new novelization of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that's got uh, just a fuck ton of backstory on uh, the stuntman character who is kind of enigmatic in the movie. We didn't really get any background on him at all. Um, So I'm very interested in that. And then um, on July 14th, Gunpowder Milkshake has a premiere, maybe with Karen uh, Gillian uh, joining them in person. Uh, there's all kinds of signings coming up at Dark Delicacies, of course. And, yeah, just all kinds of fun geekiness like that. 
And you're, you're going to make oh, up for oh, less oh, time oh. and do them all, right? Right. And um, I sent an email to our, our friend over at uh, Awaken the Spirits, which is the spinoff uh, this year, kind of a stripped-down version of the Midsummer Scream. And uh, hopefully I'll be attending that and seeing all kind of cool things that, uh, that are going on there. And there's a horror speakeasy that's had about three different events, and I think this is their fourth. And the uh, bartenders from Ariel in Las Vegas, the ones that serve drinks via trapeze and upside down, are there. And it's a horror-themed speakeasy cantina with fun, weird, horror-themed drinks and films going on and little scare sections of the building. And we've got tickets for that, too. So, how about Ray Raven? What's your summer looking like? Well, there's a, I got a lot of, like, up in the air, not sure where I'm going to be when stuff happening. So, um, I'm not, <laughs> I don't really know. I am working on the, uh, that play that I'm doing, um, but we've only been meeting uh, remotely so far. We actually haven't even had an in-person rehearsal yet. So it still feels like I have I'm not doing anything yet, but my calendar is already full. Um, there's I know there's already talk from local people here prepping for the haunted house season. Uh, usually you start seeing um, calls for actors and crew maybe in August, but. People are already so excited, I think, because <laughs> we didn't get to do it right last year uh, that I've been seeing a lot more notifications for that community already starting their builds. Um, so that's pretty cool. And there's a lot of local theater in Portland that's starting to pop up again and have live performances. Uh, there's like a feminist version of Jekyll and Hyde opening soon. It's an all-female cast. Um, nice. And it has to do with workplace sexual harassment, but it's also <laughs> Jekyll and Hyde. <laughs> like, that's really cool. Um, but, like, they're still rehearsing. So nothing's quite all the way open yet, but there's some really cool shit around the corner that I'm definitely going to be checking out. Awesome. So um, now before we get into our trip, Nathan, this coming weekend, where is your next appearances? Because I know you're going to be – you're busy. Your dance card is full. Oh, sweet Jesus. You made me remember that. Hang on. Let me, let me grab my planner. <laughs> the only way I can remember that. <laughs> okay. And, oh, and he's doing podcasts, time. too, on top of everything else. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I will be at, let's see, so far, I'll be at <laughs> Southern Violence and Wrestling in Athens, Georgia on July 10th. Then I will be at TPW in Knoxville on the 24th. And then TPW again August 7th. Unholy Warfare 3 in North Carolina on the 21st, and uh, SVW again on the 28th, and then, yeah, that's the next couple of months. <laughs> and I don't have dates for some of the shows yet, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to be appearing at wrestling shows two to three weekends a month for pretty much the rest of the year, at least. Yeah, and he's also doing Carnage Cup in October, which is like, you know... <laughs> It's like death match, but like even more razor blades. You know, it, 
it's, I've it's, already it's got ten books for the first three weekends of October. So it's crazy. So. In addition to the fact that the day before one of those shows, one of my favorite bands, Here Come the Mummies, is coming to Atlanta. That's right. You said that too. And he also bought Misfits tickets for a year out from now. Uh, yes, I'm going <laughs> next year at Riot Fest. I'm going to see my favorite band of all time, the OG original lineup of the Misfits. Very cool. So, yeah. And, and, well, speaking of Misfits, uh, Aaron, did you see that lineup of that big show in LA with Devo and Pixies and everybody else? Yes, I did. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm you trying did. to win tickets. <laughs> oh yeah. The no, uh, festival. Yeah, yeah uh, it's the the lineup is so the funny men and uh, yeah. yeah. Everybody. 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 <laughs> it's like a hardcore. Everybody show. Soft kill is gonna be there. King yeah. Soft Kill is gonna be there. It's it's just ridiculous lineup. But so yeah. um, of course in the beginning of May I went out to see Nathan Hamilton. Uh, and we went that's to nice. Chattanooga. Yeah, that's you. Um, and I saw him <laughs> as the voice of violence at the Total Psychopathic Wrestling, but it was actually a memorial show for Colt 45, uh, a kid that passed in the last year. Um, and um, one of the people I really wanted to see up there was this young upcoming upstart named Akira, the Deadly Samurai. Uh, unfortunately, his show was cut short. Um, his his match was cut short because of an injury. Uh, not to him. Uh, and uh, so it didn't even make the, the cut on the actual app. By the way, there is an app for Total Psychopathic Wrestling, um, and it's free on Roku. So if you want to watch the, the show I went to, and you can even see me and hear me occasionally, and you definitely see Nathan, um, you can watch that live right now on the show, on Roku. Um, so, that was actually uh, the show that kicked my comeback into high gear was that show. <laughs> yeah, it, it really it did. Uh, so and and but not just that I, like we were talking about this before. Uh, Nick Gage, who's way famous deathmatch wrestler, had an episode of Dark Side of the Ring in season three, which is airing right now, or it actually is in hiatus, but just aired right now. The um, o- it, the only episode out of the entire three seasons dedicated to a wrestler who's still wrestling. Yeah, not retired mm. or dead, or high on cocaine or both. Uh, you know, so you know, and then they did lunch coke and died. Everyone else is just fucking die. That's what I've been calling the show. I binged the whole thing finally. And I was like, yeah, the whole moral of the story is they do a bunch of coke and they die. You know, <laughs> except for Jake the Snake. He lives. And we love him. For yeah, that. he did a bunch of coke uh, and lived. Yeah, he did. Um, but um, but uh, with that episode, though, a lot of people saw it. So Deathmatch Melton is kind of blowing up. And I really wanted to see Akira, but he, he his match was too short. I actually went to get a beer and it was already over. Uh, that was how good yeah. it was. Um, so, okay, the first time I ever saw Akira was at a show uh, a year and a half ago. Me and Brad made the trek to the bustling metropolis of Tullahoma, Tennessee, for a death match show that wasn't even recorded. But that was the first time I'd seen Akira. It was like his first show, uh, his first tournament, I think, or maybe his second, something like that. He came down with John Wayne Murdoch. <laughs> And after the show, I went up to him. I'm like, dude, you're the future of deathmatch wrestling, and you're about to break out big. And what has happened in the last year and a half? He's pretty much the hottest up and comer, and he just won Masters of Pain. 
So, in Charleston, West Virginia, yeah, uh, which yep. uh, we had a correspondent at, but we won't go there. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so, you know, I wanted to see Akira wrestle. So it turned out that he was headlining a show in Atlantic City this weekend, and he had a match on the Saturday night show. And I was just going to go up there for the Saturday show and then come back down. Um, my, my evil genius has been asking and begging to go to the beach. And so I was like, well, it's Atlantic City. That kills two birds with one stone. We can go to the beach and we can go to a wrestling match. And uh, so I told Nathan about my plans. And the next thing I know, we are going to not one, but two of the matches of the four up there. And we were making a weekend of it. So uh, he's coming to see me, uh, which is a rare thing. I've, I've always wanted Nathan to come see me forever and ever because we both have this love of cheesy dark rides and, and, and boardwalks and things along those lines. And he's never been to the Jersey Shore. So this is something that I've always wanted to show him. I'm very excited about that. Even though it is, we're starting Atlantic City. It's Atlantic City, but there's a lot happening there. Okay, so the weekend that I decided to go up and see this show. So I want to say I would be up there with my daughter to see this anyways, but now we really are going. On Friday night and Saturday night, they're having two main events. So Friday night is Pit Fighter 7, and then Saturday night is called No Hold Bar, which is the ICW's. They actually use that branding at other matches, I've noticed. Um, do you, do you know the, the company difference? is basically known as IW. Okay, there's the Pit Fighter uh, shows happen basically in not a UFC octagon, but basically if you saw the uh, if you saw the last episode of AEW Dynamite, the cage that Wardlow and Jake Hager fought in, they had basically happened in those with deathmatch weapons. No, uh, ICW No Holds Barred is where they wrestle in a normal wrestling ring with but no ropes. They have chains instead. Okay, well we'll see. Uh, <laughs> That's where that. So, uh, and Kira is headline. His show is headline. His his match headline Saturday night with uh, a, a a brutal wrestler. I've been told called Homicide. Uh, I knew him as Notorious One Eight Seven, which I prefer that because as an FP girl, One Eight Seven is near and dear to my heart. So you know, One Eight Seven, man. <laughs> so. <laughs> You know, but uh, but so I really wanted to go see that, but it turns out like like the lineup for both nights, actually all four of the shows sound fun. Uh, and while there's ha- that happening, the, uh, there's a uh, cannabis convention. I'm not going to the cannabis convention because I have my daughter with me, but Boardwalk Buzz is happening there um, at the showboat as well. And it's actually um, the, the wrestling matches are a centerpiece to this huge convention and with a bunch of reefer. Um, and it, on Sunday is the first time um, that the Cannabis Cup has been announced on American soil. So it's actually kind of a big deal because uh, the Cannabis Cup, I don't know, if the, I'm sure most of my listeners know what the Cannabis Cup is. It was It's an annual event up in Holland where they have people battle out their favorite weed and everyone wins because everyone's high. Uh, so uh, we're unfortunately not going to the Cannabis Cup. Like I said, I have my evil genius with me. I don't think she'd really enjoy it, a weed convention. Uh, so instead, we are going to drive. We're not. We're going to miss the the Sunday matches. We are going to drive down the Jersey coast to Cape May, New Jersey, and take the long scenic route. And along the way, we're going to stop along Ocean City and Wildwood, 
and go ride the dark rides that are there. Uh, so um, some of them I've never done before myself, even though I've been down there several times. And if we make it all the way down to Cape May on time, I'm going to go to Sunset Beach and look for Cape May Diamonds, which is uh, there's this concrete boat on the beach that that crashed in the 40s into a quartz vein. And the quartz vein has been over the years riled up by the sand and the surf, and they all wash up on Sunset Beach. And they're all round, smooth quartzites, and they're called Cape May Diamonds. And most of them are white, milky quartz, like all quartzes, but um, you can still find smoky quartz, and sometimes you can even find uh, tourmaline, not uh, 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 citrine, and uh, uh, amethyst. So uh, it's actually really, really cool. Uh, it's one of my favorite places. So that's the end game. If I can get down there in time, that's where we're going to end up. But on the way home, we have tickets to take the Cape May Ferry across the across the Delmarva back to Maryland. So that's how we're going to get home instead of driving back the Jersey Pike because, you know, who wants to ride 295? I mean, really, really, 295 is like the worst. It's only <laughs> the only what's, there's only one road more, more worse. That would be 95 and they both suck. But I'll take 295 over 95 any day outside New York City. Uh, that's the thing, though. My anxiety level, like I'm going to be fine until I hit northern pennsylvania and i hit the i crossed the bridge into jersey at that point i'm going to be like oh fuck i'm driving to atlantic city <laughs> which is uh, going to be an interesting adventure but the the drive down from atlantic city to cape may is amazing and we're also going to go see lucy i'm going to take them to see lucy um which is the big elephant that's been everything from a dance hall to a, and a library uh so uh I think she's the last one left. Is that right, Erin? Lucy in New Jersey? There might be a second one still around. The I elephant. don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. I thought, uh, they, they used to be a relatively common roadside duck, but yep. they they eventually, most of them, there was one in Cape May, a famous one in Cape May that was bigger than Lucy, but it went into the sea eventually and then caught on fire and sank. So, <laughs> so all of those things, uh, like, Unfortunately, uh, we're not going to make it to North, so uh, no seaside heights on this trip, and no, um, uh, there's this really weird little one that, the one that they shot chasing Amy in, oh, what is it called? Killsburg. We're not going to make it up there. There's a really, Nathan, there's a really amazing haunted house in Killsburg. Um, We'll have to do that on another trip. Uh, but we are going to hit the the haunted house and the dark, the two haunted houses in uh, Ocean City, and then we're going to hit. Um, there's actually a fun house and an ocean and a haunted house, and then we're going to hit um, the two in Wildwood. One of them is way famous, Dante's Inferno, but now it's called Dante's Dungeon. I don't know why they took the red theming out of it, but it used to be red. It was like the most amazing entrance way. It's still pretty cool looking. Um, and then there's the pirates, and this is for you, Aaron. We're going to do a one called the Pirates of Wildwood, uh, which Hell is yeah. a 3D boat ride, dark ride through uh, through an adventure, which is always good. And yeah. um, so, and then there's one other we're doing, which I can't remember. Uh, so, I just so looked that's it our, up. I just, just want to let you know. I looked up. Uh, I can't tell you if there are any more, but Lucy is now 
the oldest surviving roadside tourist attraction in America. Ah, well, I I don't know if that's exactly true, because the oldest roadside duck in the country, in the world, actually, is actually a duck. That's why it was called roadside duck. And that is actually Mm -hmm. in Long Island, the big duck. I've been to the big duck. (laughs) The big duck Hmm. was originally a, a farm. Like, you walked in there, and you could buy a duck or a duck egg. That's actually what it was for. It was like you could go buy your fresh eggs. Uh, but then it evolved over the years, and now it's like a gift shop and a museum. So uh, <laughs> it's a very, very strange thing. Um, so, uh, you know, it, it's kind of funny. Uh, but uh, so I don't know if that's exactly true, but it is one of the oldest. Absolutely. It, it's old when you're there. <laughs> so. uh, the, the big duck, it says, was originally built in 31. 31. And when did they say yeah. Lucy was built? Let's see here. Lucy, uh, 1881. Oh, I guess it does win then. The, the term roadside right, duck know. comes from the one in New Jersey. Well, interesting. Either way, that's awesome. So um, the one thing I will say about Dante's Inferno, or now it's Dante's Dungeon, the version that was called Dante's Inferno was a Bill Tracy. Um, there used to be two Bill Tracys on Maury's Pier. Uh, one was the Dante's Inferno, and the other was uh, called, what was it, the Golden Nugget? And it, that was an indoor uh, roller coaster dark ride. Unfortunately, it caught fire and and burnt down. But Kenny, my my Knobles, one of my favorite amusement parks in the world, which neither Nathan or Aaron Kogan have been to yet, um, and they should, um, is uh, they they saved the track and they built a new roller coaster around it called the Black Diamond. And it's now a haunted dark ride uh, mine shaft. So uh, you know it came back to life as a coal as a coal mine. So that's kind of cool. On. So uh, but Dante's Inferno is still there, um, but it's now called Dante's Dungeon, and it's much more traditional than what Bill Tracy would do. But it, I love Bill Tracy, but it's still a Bill Tracy. And, you know, and you still got to do all the dark rides. You just got to do all the dark rides, right? Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. I mean, I, yeah, we, we, we did a couple of dark rides when we were at, um, in Chattanooga. Uh, we did the, 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 what was it called? Jurassic ride. We've talked about it before. Something like what, that. Yeah. Yeah. The pterodactyl like, carrying the kid away. Yeah. The pterodactyl was carrying the kid away. That was awesome. So. <laughs> And we were in the back making out, you know, in the tunnel of love ride with the dinosaurs. So it was kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> so anyway. Kind of a uh, requirement, though, you know. Yeah, well, yeah. As it should be. Right. We also, we also did this one of those 3D gun rides, you know, where you sit on the thing and it moves around. And you have to shoot a bunch of shit. Uh, it, it was yeah. evil clowns, and I, I rocked the evil clowns. I just <laughs> kicked their ass. I, I was it's funny because I'm all crunched up. I was doing it. I kicked Nathan's ass. I was so happy. I don't know why I was so happy. I, 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 
Because I thought I was fucked Never up. Never mind, I'll let that? you have it. No, you can do it. Don't worry. You take it. <coughs> I'm going to cough. I, I did not understand the way the game was played. Although you'd still probably kick my ass. Because I'm a terrible no, son, no. But I, I, I thought I was fucking up really bad. It was actually not that I beat you. It was I did as well as I did. I didn't expect to do that well. So that was why I was happy because I like I like I as much as I'm a pacifist I have a thing for shoot 'em up games I've always had a thing for shoot 'em up games but one of my favorites is back in the day this tells you how old I am Operation Wolf do you remember that game I do Operation Wolf love that game yeah um, oh the sound effects tells- are amazing. Uh-huh. Operation Wolf, man. That was how old. I, my dad and I put some serious coin in that, and then we had the computer game, and we just burnt the shit out of it. You know, we just okay. used that game. So, yeah, I recognize the cabinet. I don't think I ever played it, though. Oh, oh. man. Oh, I did. <laughs> I played it a lot. So, nice. <laughs> so, and and um, Knobles has one of the old school air rifle games with the um with the oh, mechanical fun. ducks and rabbits yes. going around <laughs> nice. and, and stuff. Oh, and that, yeah, you have to be careful though because the air rifles are sensitive and you can shoot all your like shots in like just a few seconds and that's it. So you have to be really so I'm giving advice. So remember this whenever I ever take you there. Tiff, you have to do it in very controlled bursts or you're gonna use up all your ammo too quickly. So, yeah. uh, but it is actual old school game and you have to put on head, head things and stand, everyone has to stand behind right. you. And, and as you like pummel metal, You're things with, 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 yeah, you have to wear, it's, it's a real fucking old school oh gun my game. Goodness. It's great. That's I told wow. you, Knobles is an amazing place. They have a, a whole. I'm so old. I remember when we did that without ear protectors. Yeah. Well, you know, there's <laughs> this whole, I, I know, man. You know what a fascination game is? It's an old school arcade uh, no. game. Yeah, you do. No. You just don't realize what you know. It's it's the one with the balls. Oh, then don't ask. <laughs> you know, you know. It, it's the one with the balls, and you have to light the lights in like a row, a diagonal, or a red row. It's kind of like bingo, oh, but with balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so they You're have a huge the one there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a huge one there. Holy they have a room that's filled with like 30 of them. And the prizes are amazing. Like last time I went there, I actually won a lava lamp, which I thought was amazing. Wow. <laughs> Yay. Uh, but you can like sit there. I dropped some serious coin in that place. Uh, I just sit there <laughs> and, and I have my drink, which by the way, they have these birch beers that are like white birch beer, which is like amazing. Or you can do the apple slushy. Oh. Uh, Nathan, you couldn't do either one of those things. You would die. Uh, but you can. <laughs> we, we'd find something for you there. That their food is amazing there. Um, and uh, <laughs> I just sit there, and as my daughter is playing in the giant, enormous, old school Art Deco crystal pool they still have, um, I sit there and I play Fascination until I win enough tickets to get a lava lamp. So. <laughs> Right on. I I love everything about East Coast, um, Northern, I should say back East amusement parks. And I'm so excited, Nathan, that I get to share a few of these with you very soon. No, I'm looking forward to it. I I have never, A, never been to that part of the country. 
I mean, I did. I went to New York City on my uh, senior drama trip. So that's the only place up there I've been, and I've always wanted to go check out like, you know, the boardwalks. But I've heard all the stories about the, the haunted attractions all along them, and I'm excited I get to actually go experience a few of them. Well, and one of them isn't actually in Atlantic City. We're going to go to, ooh, excuse me, uh, called Haunted Tales. Um, and it's open from 12.30 to 11 p.m. every day. And uh, it's, uh, it's Aaron, it's more like Tiki. It's like, it's like the Tiki show where you sit mm-hmm. in, the, in the benches and then the show happens around yeah. you. But it's like right scary. On. So it's like Really? Yeah. Wow. It so, sounds like sounds there was a show in Gatlinburg back in the day called Hauntings, and it sounds a lot like that. And if it is, then I am stoked because that place was so cool. So, yeah, so we're going to go there for sure. I'm going to take the evil genius to the Sugar Shack, which is at the Hard Rock next door to the showboat while we're staying. Um, the, we're going to stay in the convention hotel. I actually got tickets for the uh, – got room in the hotel. Oh. Host hotel, so that's going to be in a wild ride. It's going to be filled with nothing but deathmatch wrestlers, gamblers, my daughter, and reefer. <laughs> here, what I'm more really can you ask? Mom. Mom. <laughs> I'm taking my mom, my daughter, to a deathmatch. Matter of fact, not just any deathmatch. Pit fighter on Friday night. Nathan, tell them where we're seated. <laughs> we are. They had. I, Went to go buy tickets. I was like, ah, oh, first row, second row. And I see, wait, VIP couch? I have no idea what that is, but I'm buying it. So if the layout is what I've seen in pictures, we're going to be on a couch like five feet from the cage. Oh, my God. This is going to be dope. We might get splashed with blood. Who knows? Oh, I hope not. My daughter's Whoa. going to be there. <laughs> I hope not. I don't want blood on my daughter. There was a little <laughs> bit of blood at the death match. One of the chairs got bloody and no one would touch it. Like, it just sat there for the rest of the show. Gross. <laughs> it was like... That's part, uh, part like, of going to a death match show is, is shrapnel. <laughs> it is, it isn't. It's not so bad. It's actually, it's funny, because the one thing I noticed going to death match, and I've said this before, it's the, the rules that apply to any pro wrestling show still apply to death matches. It's all about working with your partner. Um, it's all about knowing what you can do and where the limits are. It, you know, there, there's checks and balances. It's, it's still, it's, it is, it's still a performance. It's still a stunt show. It's not about actually trying to kill some people. I mean, there are people that get into it for the wrong reasons, but the ones that are in it for the right, the ones that last forever, like John Wayne Murdoch, he's been around forever. Uh, you know, and he's going to be all over the matches up there as well. It's not just Akira. We got John Wayne Murdoch. We have uh, Casanova Valentine. We have Homicide. We have two. We have a women's mixed match. Can Do you know anything about the woman that's pl- doing the title match? It's a title match and it's a mixed match with a male-female wrestler. Yes, I don't know much about her, but it sounds awesome. I had never heard of her before they announced her for the show, and I looked a couple of her matches up on YouTube, and she's a beast. So she's going to hold her own against the big boys. Uh, so she's you know, it's on Friday night in the in the pit. I mean, Dan Moff versus Schlack, and this <laughs> is not so much a wrestling match as this is a kaiju battle. This is going to be like two sides of beef fighting. 
Like, these are both <laughs> huge dudes. It's going to be brutal. So this will be interesting. So, um, you know, it, it a lot of firsts are happening. I'm also taking him to hard shell crabs right before we head north. Um, so, yep. uh, so that's going to be, I'm that's going to be a thing. Yeah. He's getting crabbed on this trip. Um, and, um, I'm also going to hit the Amish market in the morning and pick up, by the way, I meant to ask you, we might as well ask you on air. Um, what kind of chocolate fillings do you like besides peanut yes. butter? Yes. Yes. Caramel, coconut, yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. I'll just grab a bunch of them and see if you like any of them. Because uh, um, our Amish market is known for its sugar-free confections. So, um, so I'm going to – they make a peanut butter cup that is to die for. Like, like die. You will die happy, but you will die. It is so good. And you're not going to die of diabetes. You're going to die of happiness. So it's, it's awesome. <laughs> so uh, it, it's, you it, should it, never it, write ads for these people. No, <laughs> I will not. The Amish can do it themselves. They're just fine. So though all devastated, our Amish market restaurant closed. Like, I've been oh, no. going there since I moved. I took my daughter there 10 days after she was born uh, when we almost died in a car crash. That was the first place I ended up. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's like it's been a part of, like, like when I was pregnant, they were giving me things to get me ready for my pregnancy. I mean, we've known each other. We knew each other first name basis, you know, Catherine and Liz and Ivan, uh, you know, and they're gone. They are totally gone. It's kind of sad. And it, it means there's no sit down meal in the Amish market anymore. Um, there's plenty of great lunch counters. Matter of fact, one thing I'm going to do is I'm going to, for my, my coworkers, I'm going to pick up a baker's dozen of pretzel and cheese logs for them for lunch. So I figured they'd like that. And it's hit COVID protocols because we're still under full COVID protocols at work. Even though, like, the rest of the state has made it, we are over 70%. Um, uh, my, uh, my surprisingly low number of people in my office, which is a vaccine manufacturer, um, are COVID safe. So we're still under full protocols. It's very strange. Um <clears throat> but here we are. But they're but I digress because these are all wrapped individually in, in tinfoil, so they are all loud. So I'm gonna bring it. I haven't brought anything to my coworkers in a long time. And you know, once in a while, it's good to remind your coworkers, hey, there's awesome things in this world, <laughs> including Amish market pretzel logs. So that's what I'm, I'm. So that's one of the things I'm gonna pick up. Nathan, I ain't saving one for you because I have other things in mind for you. So, um, <laughs> boy, that sounds okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that brain fart all the way over here. So, anyway, so I pick him up at 10:30 tomorrow, and um, you know, from the airport, which is like five minutes from my office. So I'm gonna sleep in tomorrow and get up and 
pack and clean my house some more. I actually cleaned my house. It was in great shape, and then I had two things happen. I had a, a water heater explode and flood the basement, which is now my basement's in shambles, and um, my daughter Oof. is <laughs> – my daughter I, – I had cleaned my kitchen, and my daughter stayed here for three days, five days in a row, and just completely – destroy my house it's amazing what an 11 year old can do i mean seriously and how gross they are i was were we really that gross as kids oh at least probably yeah we probably were she's pretty gross so and i'm not exactly like i'm not i don't give a shit about sanitary stuff like you know when it comes to blood and stuff i'm not afraid of blood or needles or any of that kind of stuff i'm a horror geek yeah. Uh, you know, I can handle that shit just fine. Sanguine, I can handle the sanguine. Food, though, I'm not so much on food. Ugh. You know, when it's been sitting around for a while and the smell, and, uh, I, I can't deal with that. <laughs> so that's what she does, right? Or she doesn't take a shower for a couple of days because she's a kid and they don't do that and you have to remind them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just Anyway, I shouldn't be mentioning about her, but she's probably listening. I hope she is, because um, I want her to be part of the madness. So, anyway, she's not feeling well, Nathan. She's got a little bit of the sniffles. Uh-oh. I know. Kind of bummed about that. She's going to have to wear her mask the whole time. Um, but she, I, she can't get vaccinated yet anyways. It's the one shitty thing about traveling now. I can travel with relative ease. I still have to keep an eye on my daughter because she's 11. Mm-hmm. So she's right on the cusp of, like, if she gets COVID, she could go either way, right? It might be yeah. fine, but she also is old enough. It could hit her pretty hard. Uh, so Plus, I have to be careful. We don't know what the long-term effects are. Yeah, we still don't know. And so I've been, she's been, actually, she's been making this joke. I'm getting a shot for my birthday. Because <laughs> she knows that's kind of true. Because, you know, we're talking about going to Orlando. So I want to get her shot so she so she can go. Um, so anyway, but that's, that's October. We're not talking about October right now. We're talking about mm-hmm. Atlantic City. And uh, I'm really excited. And I'm glad that we all have full dance cards. Let's see. Who wrote me? Did, did one of you guys write me? No, it's okay. Good. I just like, I heard a ding. Anyway, getting distracted while on the air. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, so before we go, I'm going to talk to Nathan one more time before we put my our trip to bed. What's the one thing you're most looking forward to at during this whole thing besides seeing me? Cause that's oh my god! Um, wow, hmm, that's tough. Cause I mean, dark rides and deathmatch wrestling are two of my great. You know what? I'm looking forward to going to a deathmatch show as a civilian. It's the first time I have in almost ten years. I'm not working. I can sit back and enjoy the show. Hmm. And it's gonna be a hell of a show at that. So. And Raven, what would be the one thing you're looking forward to the most this year, uh, this summer? And I mean, it could be a movie release. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, <sighs> there, uh, there's things I don't want to jinx and that don't have comp- 
complete bridges yet that I don't know how to form into out loud words yet that I hope do happen. (laughs) And um, if they do happen, that would be good. Uh, But really the fact that I can even purchase a ticket to go to something that will happen before the end of the year has been really cool. I don't really have any money right now, but <laughs> seeing stuff come on sale is really awesome. And uh, one thing my dad and I used to do before COVID is like he lives in LA still, and um, like I'll pick a concert and then we'll go see it in you know whatever city is closest to in the middle of us. And so we've seen, like, we saw Peter Gabriel in San Francisco, but in September, we get, we're going to restart this, and it's a my turn pick, so I picked the Beach Boys, and we're going to go see the Beach Boys at Elani Casino in Washington. Um, they will not have Brian Wilson with them, but they still have all of their tunes. They're still cruising. So I'm actually really excited, because it's going to be my first concert in, like, I, I didn't even go – I hadn't been to a concert in, like, three years before COVID, so it's been, like, five years now. I'm pretty excited to, to see my dad and see the Beach Boys with him. Well, um, Nathan, are, we, are you back with us? I am back. I don't know what happened there, but, yeah. yeah welcome, welcome back. back. Welcome Have back. I saw you drop. Huh? Have you, seen, have you seen the Beach Boys before? No, I haven't. My dad has. He's seen. Aww. He's obsessed with Brian Wilson, so he's seen Brian Wilson solo a few times, and then he's seen the Beach Boys without Brian Wilson before. And I, I really wasn't originally going to bring up the concert to him because he's so into Brian Wilson that I thought he wouldn't care to see the Beach Boys without him. Um, but you know, there's still, even though I think Brian Wilson is ninety percent of the band's talent. I think yeah. they're still oh, no, no, no. really talented no, no, no. without him. He he could he can write those harmonies, but he couldn't sing them all mm-hmm. himself. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. And I think that the he's a much better writer than he is a singer and of course a performer just because of his own um you know, he he's not too capable of making facial expressions. I he's got his own medical stuff. It makes it really hard to be a connected performer. It's a lot different um, than when he's able to record in the studio and get exactly what he hears in his head all the time on record. And he can't always do that live. Uh, So for seeing a live show, I'm actually pretty excited. I think it's going to be great. Like I saw them a couple of times, like when I was a kid and they put on a great show. So you're in for a good show. Yeah. I am so excited. Awesome. That sounds awesome. And and I know, Aaron, we already talked about singer schedule, but what's the one thing you're most looking forward to this summer? Hmm. Well, uh, the Awaken the Spirits show uh, by Midsummer Scream is definitely up there. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing the Suicide Squad in an actual theater, popcorn and everything. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for that. And then Lord has a new album out called Solar Power that I'm looking forward to picking up. Because I'm a Lord fan. Sorry. Lord, Lord, Lord. 
it's funny because I can't actually answer that for myself right now because I have so much going on. And, you know, I think just going out to drive-in is what I'm most looking forward to this summer. I haven't done that. I only did it twice last year. Um, And even though I did do it twice last year, I was actually kind of amazing. One of them was that special screening of Get Out and Do the Right Thing. I mean, really, that was amazing. Um, But, uh, you know, I I really want it just, just getting outdoors is something that I've been lacking and I just want to get outside again. <laughs> I just want to get out, you know, and, and I want to spend time outside with my daughter. I'm not necessarily a beach fan. I really, I'm like the dead milkman. I don't want to be on the beach. No fun. I, I sing that a lot. <laughs> um, but uh, I really do like being outdoors and going out in the woods. And I just want to go, I, I want to go see one of the Southern amusement parks this summer. Um, I haven't gone, I haven't been down to Carowinds yet. And there's a few down there I haven't explored. Uh, you know, there, there, there's some of that going on. I haven't decided. I, I think actually what I'm most looking forward to is I can do anything I want this summer. And I'm happy for that. So, and thank you mm-hmm. for coming on. And I, and I know it was a little bit of a rocky start, but I actually think the show worked out just fine. And I think the madness is coming together pretty surprisingly Mm -hmm. smoothly um and uh, nathan thank you for coming on the show as always absolutely anytime and um plug your stuff you didn't talk about your sell your soul or cut dead watching all right i have two podcasts one is called sell your soul it's where me and my hetero wife mate brad talk about uh classic soul music Actually, a new episode dropped last Friday, and I completely forgot about that until today when Brad reminded me. So, yeah, there's a new episode available. Uh, There's also Caught Dead Watching, where me and my best friend Nicole talk about the worst movies you could possibly find that most sane people would not be, Caught Dead Watching. And you can check that one out just anywhere you find your uh, podcast. And check me out on Facebook, just Nathan Hamilton. I'm not going to bother making a page for The Voice of Violence because – fuck Facebook and their algorithms, and I'm not paying for people who like it. Right on. So you can keep up with me there and find out where I'll be appearing, what kind of blood-soaked violence I'm going to be hosting, and all that kind of fun stuff. And um, we're talking about collabing ourselves on a possible future project, so I'm not going to go into details now because we're still bashing it out, but that might happen. Um, you can always find me on Facebook on my three groups, uh, FB Film Geek Circle, Halloween Horror Movie Marathon Madness, where we only play, you can play the madness on Facebook, um, and Rogues of Tashi Station, my small but significant little um, science fiction group. Um, Aaron, what about your stuff? Uh, as always, uh, I'm... You know, in Facebook jail. More likely than not in Facebook jail. Um, but when I'm not, I'm I'm Aaron Kogan. And then on Twitter, I'm Aaron Sama1313. Uh, or I'm at Aaron Sama1313. I'm known as Captain Antifa. Nah, just Antifa. It changes. He was Devin Nunes' cow or something for a while, too. Oh, yeah. I was making fun of Devin Nunes 
suing a an imaginary cow on Twitter. <laughs> I, I get pretty political on the Twitter, the tweet, tweet, tweet. No, really, Aaron. Uh, yeah. I would have never guessed. <laughs> you know, you, you end up in Facebook jail more often than not nowadays. Okay, but this last time in Facebook jail, they threw me in there for putting up a picture of Jason Mewes in Clerks 2 when he's doing the goodbye horses scene. I did a picture of that. He's not a naked girl, okay? He just looks like a naked girl. There's no nudity, Facebook. Wake up. <laughs> Jesus. Great. Raven. That song is firmly stuck in my head now. <laughs> All right, Have yes. You... I took Sting's face from Dune, and I put Sting's Sting is fade on top of Jay's face. But it's still not a naked girl, okay? I don't care how you slice it. No nude girl. 30 days in the clink. <laughs> God. You need a better well, What a way to go, man. <laughs> Raven, have you ever been put in Facebook jail? Uh, yeah, I have once because I put a meme when I was making fun of a Nazi who got arrested. Um, he got arrested in a sting, and so I put a meme up of Hitler saying, "I did not see that coming," um, <laughs> and I got I got banned for hate speech. I'm like, how is hating a Nazi hate speech? Yeah. But okay. <laughs> I got, I got thrown in Facebook, got jail. Facebook jail for hate speech because there was a meme where someone had spray painted white power on a wall and someone spray painted Barry above it. So it was Barry white power. And <laughs> that got me in for hate speech. Barry like, white no, power. You missed, you missed the joke entirely. <laughs> okay. I got thrown in jail for hate speech for a picture of Adolf Hitler doing the little Nazi salute. And then uh, I was right next to it was Winston Churchill with his V for victory. And uh, I, it was, you know, uh, scissors beats paper, which is kind of funny because of the finger gestures. There's no hate speech there except hating <laughs> Hitler and Nazis. And, yeah, Facebook sucks. Yeah. It kind of does. We need something bigger and better. And TikTok ain't it. Um, even though yeah. I don't want to diss on the kids on TikTok because some of those kids are surprisingly good activists. So, uh, you know, I'll give them that. Uh, so, anyway, that's it for the night. I think we're done. Um, we will come back sometime. Oh, let's see. It's the 23rd. Let's see. And uh, let's see. Next week is the holiday. So, either the 7th or the 14th of July, we will um, reconvene here and recap the, the adventures we've had since then, including the Atlanta trip and anything else we've been doing. And uh, we'll have an all new subject to talk about on the Sexy Witches. So, please find us on where you find your podcasts. And we're also on Facebook and Twitter at you know, the at symbol, the sexy witches. And you can always find me on my Facebook profile, Elizabeth Catherine Gray. They'll be prepared to be inundated with things about history and pandemics and you know, all sorts of stuff because I never stop posting ever. Um, but uh, you can always find me on the interwebs. And thank you for listening. If you have found us, 
And thank you, Raven and Aaron, as always, for being my excellent co-hosts and for not abandoning ship at the last minute. Uh, <laughs> and uh, thank you, Nathan, for always having my back. I appreciate it. I think he's Aww. there. Is he gone? <laughs> he's oh, he dropped again. And Don Hazel nope, nope, was I'm, listening. I'm still here. I'm uh, and, and, and our silent listener who just hung up, John Hazel, um, he's my friend Hi, from New Jersey. He was listening mm-hmm. to the show, so thank you, John, for listening. I'll make sure I PM him as well. So you all have a good evening, folks. And um, and I'm going to – I come in with death, Masters of Pain Death Metal, and I'm leaving tonight with uh, the lukewarm hit in the height. Uh, with uh, you know, uh-huh. it's on currently on HBO because well it's about a heat wave so I am doing this in the honor of the West Coasties here and their wonderful wonderful weather they're having so you guys we'll we'll go chill on the beach in our 86 degree weather I'm kidding you not it really yeah. is going to be 86 there um, and I will I will drink a drink in your honor and wish you were with us I'm serious I do. So much love to y'all, and I will talk to you love much. And uh, good film hunting out there. It's the carnival in the Del Barrio. Good night. Hey, hey, what's this song, Daddy? All that I'm seeing on the street. I never thought I'd see the day when I laughed in people's scared of heat. In the hills of Vega Alta, my favorite time of year was Christmas time. Ask me why. Why? There wasn't an ounce of snow, but oh, the coquito would flow. As we take the aguinaldo, the carnaval would begin to grow. Business is closed, and we're about to go. El barrio. ¡Huepa! Carnaval del barrio. Carnaval del barrio. Carnaval. Carnaval del barrio. Carnaval. Carnaval del barrio. Barrio. Tambourine, come and join the parranda.
favor. Vanessa, don't pretend that Uzna is your friend. We all know that he loves you. <laughs> well, now that you mention that sexual tension, it's easy to see. No, this is bogus. But you know that you get all your coffee for free. <laughs> Yo, 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 now, now, everyone get around, sit down, listen, I got an announcement, wow, it involves large amounts, it's somewhere in the range of 96,000, I can't close the shop, so me grab everybody, and throw the pot, yo, grab a bottle, kiss it up to God, cause Abuela Claudia just won the lotto, Abuela Claudia won the lotto, we're gonna fight for the Can we sing so loud and roar? Can they can hear us across the 